Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is episode 75, the Platinum episode. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich, the ever-COVID-free, not a cake, and now living in Tampa Bay um, resident. Sure, why not? Um, I am joined, as always, by my co-host and partner in crime, Kevin Costello. What's good, dude? You know, we, uh, we had a fun fun week at Bristol in the past, but then really what we're... Uh... What we're most excited about, what's got us most hyped, is uh, the news that everything that dropped yesterday. So we're, we're going to have a, a good episode ahead of us. But before we get into the breaking news, I will say, speaking of how you moved out of your, your old living situation into Tampa, we had four drivers move out of the championship picture at Bristol. surprised, though, about the four drivers it was. I mean, I think everyone had Austin Dillon on their list. But, you know, yes. Austin scored the fourth most points this round. So, I mean, I think the only one that really caught me off guard has to be Ryan Blaney. I think if we could start with that, like just him not making it, that especially Bristol not even really being a competitive driver. I think Blaney has it figured out in the daytime, but at the nighttime, he's, he's like James Harden. He just can't perform <laughs> in, in the clutch. Yeah, I don't know what, what the problem was those three races. That team just didn't run well. I don't know if it was the pressure got to him or what. Like, Darlington and Richard. And to be fair, are not his best tracks. No, Richmond's but, yeah, like you said, worse, Bristol is. Yeah, like you said, Bristol is one of his, if not his best track, and he just didn't show up. I mean, I think he got up to like fifth at one point, but he just mm-hmm. he couldn't keep up with it. And with a race that really didn't feature that much carnage that we're used to in the Bristol Night Race or that we hoped for, um, you really couldn't make any mistakes, and you always had to be on top of it. And sure enough, yeah, Blaney, uh, De Benedetto, Custer, and Byron are unfortunately out. It sucks for Byron, though, I feel like the most, because he was that he was the closest at the cut line coming into that race, and then something happened. We No one on TV got to see what happened to him. Um, apparently Which is he ran incredible in, on a half-mile track. Right? Uh, apparently, he ran into the back of a uh, Rick Ware chip box, to put it nicely. But oh, classic. It's, uh, yeah, it sucks for him. Not that I, I don't think any of us were thinking he was going to be a playoff or a championship contender to be like, you know, mm-hmm. someone but I think far. making it out of the round of 16 is probably, you know, something he wants to be able to do for once. Yeah. Like the only guy that I think 
really can't be disappointed who didn't make it out of the round of 16 was Custer because you came yeah. in off of, you know, a lucky win at Kentucky. Earned it. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah, still earned you, it. You know, it's like rookie year, minimal expectation and expectations. And yeah. he didn't really do anything wrong in the round of one. I, like, he just didn't run great. <laughs> and uh, just he was quiet the whole time. But sometimes that's – and with the competition, competition level this high, it's, that'll kill you. Yeah, it was um, – that, that, that's obviously really tough for him. Um, you know, but Hey, I, I think definitely getting the, um, the, the monkey off your back with, uh, getting that first career win, um, uh, might open the door, might open the floodgates. You know, I, yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't end up like Eric Jones where he gets his first win at Daytona and it's just kind of casually <laughs> plateauing from there on. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see. I, I have faith. I think Will Byron's still like 19 years old. So it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's got a long career ahead of him. I'm mm. obviously somewhat joking about his age homie looks like he's 14 but, <laughs> but aside was, from yeah. those who got eliminated um we had a hell of a battle there at the end mm-hmm. of that race man i mean yeah i think those last 60 laps were were so exciting and yeah typical bristol fashion when the racing is good up front during the night race it feels like everyone's willing to keep it a little cleaner to to get to the end and it uh-huh. definitely I mean, I don't know how many lead changes we had in those last 60 laps, but it never felt like either Harvick or, or Bush was running away. It was a very good battle, and uh, it sucks for Kyle Bush. You feel like if there was a race he was going to win, that was it. I, I mean, I never – I can't remember the last time I left a Bristol night race thinking, damn, I don't want another – or damn, I wish I had, you know, 500 more laps of this because it is <laughs> such a cool race, and especially, like, the top two guys who dominated the last decade – last half of the decade last year um, mm-hmm. going at it this year. And obviously one has a lot more wins, but there was that desperation factor, like you said, of Kyle Busch, but this was yeah, hundred percent the closest he has been to winning a point race all season long. And he was, yeah, I can't, if he would have just else. been a little closer going to that last lap. He, I, in my belief would have given Harvin the old, he would have boot scoot and yeah. boogie. It was going to be a little bump and run going there, and I yeah, got to like, give Bush credit for for doing it and not wrecking himself and, of course, Harvick. That was that was some fun racing to watch, and obviously, lap traffic um, has to play a part. It's Bristol; oh, yeah. it's a half mile track. You're not going to not run into lap traffic unless your name is Will Byron. So it's like you know, it, it, it's just a part of it, and it made the racing so much fun to watch. I really. Really have enjoyed what NASCAR did with the um, Bristol package this year with the mm-hmm. low downforce. It, it it raced better than last year, and I'll say even last year had its moments. Uh, I mean, you know, it definitely felt harder to pass, but I mean, they they had something going. Uh, you saw Harvick and, and Bush running different lines too in those la- in that last quarter of the race. So I mean, that was that was a lot of fun to watch them uh, feel the track out still. Yeah, I. I know it's a it's a debate every time we come to Bristol, you know. Oh, the you know they ruined it, blah blah blah, and yeah. whatnot. I I mean, I, I saw on Twitter today someone said they didn't sell out 160 thousand seats at Bristol for so many years in a row to see a multi groove racetrack. I get that, mm-hmm. um, and th- that is a good you know claim. But also, I don't think there's a, a a race fan, a level-headed race fan out there who can honestly say this multi-group Bristol does not put on consistent, fantastic racing. Yeah, it doesn't have the whole um, bump-and-run aspect every single lap that it used to, <laughs> but it's, in, in my opinion, 
I like multi-group better. I hate when the track is so bottom sensitive. Obviously, a short track's a little bit different than, you know, yeah. a, a Texas Motor Speedway or something. Like yeah, that. or Atlanta. Bottom. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I had a good time watching, yeah, that battle towards the end. Well, it didn't produce those, you know, the highlight reel that NASCAR, you know, wanted to use to promote the next 50 years or whatever. <laughs> um, it, it was still, as a... I think any good racing fan can say that was a really good finish. Um, mm-hmm. Not the most exciting Bristol night race, but sometimes our expectations are a bit subdued. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I like I said, it, it for me the lot the the two races we had, even the All Star race at times, you know, produced some fun moments, um, some memorable moments for sure. If you think about Elliott and Logano, and I think NASCAR mm-hmm. wanted obviously you know, recreate a situation that they had in the spring. But I mean, again, I, I think also timing for where this race is, um, you know, now that it's a cutoff race and a lot of those drivers basically are safe, they're not going to race as hard. I mean, you know, if you're in, you're in. Why, like, risk pushing the car to the limit? I mean, obviously Harvick won the race, but I mean... You know, and we'll we'll obviously get to Harvick's domination this season in a minute, but I mean, you don't need to like push push to the point like you know you're you're on like complete edge. I mean, we saw Kurt Busch giving it a good effort there, and like it wasn't necessary for him because he he knew that unless you know something crazy happens, he's on to the next round, and it kind of just kind of subdued the wild factor of the last two hundred laps. I think. Just yeah, in I my mean, opinion. I I think the move from. We're from NASCAR for the Bristol Night Race to a playoff cutoff. It's one of those races that I feel like any diehard NASCAR fan is going to make time to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, playoff or not, I mean, if this race would have happened a month earlier, I would have 100% set out a night aside to watch it like I did this past weekend. Just yeah. because it's one of those... It's a classic race. It's one of the yeah, best it's ones of the year. Crown Jewel, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it's that status, but it's yeah, it's it's a race that... Has potential to be. I I wish they like if we're going if we're talking about twenty twenty one schedule, which we'll we'll dive a lot more into later. Um, mm-hmm. But if it was like I think if it was the cutoff race, uh, going into the playoffs, that would be something like make Daytona keep its traditional Fourth of July date. Everyone in Daytona is pretty much pissed off that they moved it, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you have the Bristol Night Race as a cutoff race, you have this the factor where really anyone can win that race, um, especially if they're aggressive enough. Like we saw Matt Benedetto last year, a guy who <laughs> wasn't even top 20 in points, I think, and almost won it. And like you said, these guys are who are already in the playoffs, really tame, not want to junk up their stuff because they don't want yeah, to. Yeah. What's, know, what's the point? Yeah. And whereas if it's the last, one of the last races of the regular season, if not the last one, it's these guys saying, you know what, this is my final chance to get some playoff points. That extra boost I need going into, and it's, yeah, it's just mean, balls dude, to the wall. That's why Daytona exactly. was so good this year, but Daytona's already a good race. It's already yeah. that race where people go into saying, okay, this is literally anyone can win. Let me try. I don't think you need to make that a final playoff cut because it mm-hmm. already has that factor. And moving Bristol, I mean, it's a fun race, don't get me wrong, but it, it definitely didn't have that same yeah. element that we're used to. I think that when you get now into the round of 12, round of eight, obviously, I think now the cutoff races become that much more important. Um, you know, they're that much more hectic because now you have the best of the best going at it rather yeah. than guys who, you know, yeah. 16th, 15th, Cole uh-huh. Custer winning accidentally. Like, you know, it's stuff <laughs> like that. It, it's, it's like, okay, well, now we're actually into 
the guys that potentially could be championship. I mean, we saw it like obviously was stupider system then, but Martin Short Jr. 2016 completely boofed it in the round of 12 and didn't even make it, um, you know, to the championship. And he, he was easily one of the best drivers in 2016. So it's like, I was with that he, stupid he, format where the playoff points didn't carry yeah, over. Yeah, by the way, points yet. Thank goodness for playoff in, points. Gets me on a tangent. I saw someone after the race saying, "Okay, tangent I time? wish tangent time. I wish a uh, NASCAR could, you know, have it to where playoff points is everything it's worth in the for- first round, but then a complete reset in the second round." And to that I say, absolutely not. No, the whole no, point no, no, of no, 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 no. That's I know. I saw that, and it was by a guy who is somewhat involved in the in the NASCAR world too. I'm not going to oh, name drop. Oh, let me Great guess. Guy. Who- no, 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 I ain't gonna who, name John. But who was it? It, it? it was just like I don't know. We because we had we literally already went through that system, and it was so bullshit. Because yeah. you, like you said, a guy like Truex who has a dominant regular season, wins a, a ton of races, a lot, a lot of laps, gets completely screwed over by a blown yeah. engine in the round of twelve when everyone's even. I mean, hypothetically, you could be going into next round if let's say Custer somehow sneaked his way in. You're saying Custer and Harvick should have the same amount of points going into the round of 12? Absolutely Someone not. Someone just outed themselves as a communist on Twitter, it sounds like. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the whole point of making the regular season relevant is these playoff points. Like, obviously, the, the playoffs are weighted more in terms of what it, like, really means to, you know, like, mm-hmm. final earnings and everything. But you need the regular season to matter, too. And I really do exactly. think NASCAR, for, for what, you can have an opinion on what, whether or not we should have a playoff system at all. That's a whole other discussion. But for the playoff system that we do have, it does find a good balance between uh, regular season and "quote unquote" postseason. One hundred percent, dude. One hundred percent. I have yeah. a feeling that was that Nathan YouTube guy who just constantly spits absolute nonsense on the Twitter to keep getting reactions. He's been popping up on my timeline more. And more Cannot more. confirm or deny. <laughs> Anyways, so let's just real quick before we move on to the expanding truck races. Um, I wanted to just talk about the fact that Kevin Harvick has nine wins already this season and there's still seven races to go yeah i mean he what first time since yeah, he's definitely gonna get 10 wins i think 2008 uh, has to be one of the jimmy johnson championships yeah, yeah, I, I feel it, like one it of them was he had that year but funny season. enough it was not jimmy johnson it was carl edwards that's crazy dude honestly yeah. that, that that's crazy as hell so all Man, it so takes jimmy's is... never had a 10 win season then all it takes is massive recessions to get a nine-win uh, that, season. That's that's your goat right there. Yeah. Never even won ten races in a year. All right. Uh, yeah, I Harvick. mean we're. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last time, ten wins in a season, 1998, with Gordon. Uh, Jeff Gordon definitely did it once. I know. Yeah. Didn't Jeff Gordon win like 13 races in the 90s? Yeah, it was like point. 13. It was. Disgusting. Yeah, it was a yeah. ridiculous number. And 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 I'm sure if we had the championship format we had back then, Jeff Gordon loses in the final race because why? Oh, not? for sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say though, at this point, if Harvick or Hamlin does not win the championship, I think that like you know, obviously last week, which the episode hasn't come out yet, um, we said like Keselowski <laughs> is a threat, like just because he has like four wins or something. It's like even if man, like Kevin Harvick is the most deserving driver of this championship. This is just pure domination he's putting on. Like the performance is fantastic. I'm gonna disagree with that. I think Keselowski. Is I, I would be comfortable with Kozlowski winning the championship. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's yeah, I, I think it would be more deserving Harvick than like Logano in 2018. Yeah, Harvick, he's most wins, most points, all that. His average finish is like a sixth place. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, this is one of the best seasons <laughs> I, I think that we've seen since Truex in 2016 17. 
I don't even. I think it blows that out of the water. Even I mean, honestly, championships. Yeah, like, he's, he only had eight lately, wins. Like what we've seen. Yeah. Um, no, I think like, it's got to finish with a Harvick championship. I mean, I'm I'm okay with a Hamlin championship. Or... Yeah. I mean, Kozlowski is one guy. I'd say, okay, you know, fine. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, then Chase Elliott gets into the final four. Like, I'm I'm thinking Chase maybe, but he really <laughs> well, we'll hasn't. See. He he hasn't run consistently good enough like Hamlin and Harvick. But we're we're now getting to the races where Chase Elliott's good. We got obviously yeah. Roval. Uh Talladega is one that uh-huh. I feel like you cannot count Chase out. And he won at Vegas a couple of years ago, if I recall correctly. Or was I don't it Kansas? Think so. Was it Kansas or Vegas? Kansas. But Kansas. He, Vegas he dominated he dominated the Vegas uh, spring race until he had a late issue. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a good it, round for Chase Elliott. I'm, ho- I'm really hoping to see Hendrick, um, you know, just step on the gas here because they got only two drivers left. You really want to at least try your best to get both of them into the round of eight right now. Yeah. So let's see what they do here. Obviously, I think Bowman is more of a concern than Chase, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, speaking about, uh, you know, getting ready for the next round of playoffs, we got um, – some playoff implications going on in the Xfinity series this week is their their playoff start or start. Yeah. So that final playoff spot, as we mentioned in last week's episode, that has not come out yet. Um, <laughs> Brandon Brown did end up snagging the final playoff spot, as we thought. Uh, Jeremy Clements came close, but not not quite there. And I think good for Brandon Brown. I mean, we know how mm-hmm. much that team has gone through over the last couple of years to get where they are. So it's really good that. They're there. Not that yeah. we're expecting them to get far or anything, but it's it's cool that they're, it's, it's they're nice one of the 12 there. teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and um, you know, definitely now we're starting to see some of these drivers turn it on. And uh, Chase Briscoe definitely turned it on on Friday night, pulling out a nice win against Austin Cindric, who lost power steering with, like, what, 15 laps to go or something? Yeah, it's it's been one of those uh, seasons for Chastain. I, I just hope he can get a ride for next year. Oh, man, dude, I wonder where he'll end up. But, yeah, Chastain still has not won a race this year. But I will say Cindric, though, holding on to his car with no power steering is, uh, especially a, a track like Bristol, like, God bless, dude. His arms must have felt like jello getting out of there, having to do, like, 200-something laps, and mm-hmm. then the power steering dies. I mean, at least yeah. it happened late in the race and not early. He would have been yeah. cooked. Right. But, I mean, yeah. dude, good for him holding on to that. And Chase Briscoe, I believe that's win number uh, six this year. Maybe seven. He's those, he might those be Stuart Haas it, it, it is seven. So <laughs> he said at the beginning of the season, if he gets eight wins this year, he's ready for Cup. So they have seven one to go, baby. Left. Yeah, he'll win at least one of those. He'll you, definitely. You would have to more. think, especially have with to no outside uh, drivers coming in. Yeah, for sure. He might get to ten wins, honestly. Um, Dude, like, uh, you know I'm really excited for this Cindric and Briscoe battle that's going on. Um. In Xfinity, because I feel like, you know, that's another thing, like Harvick and Hamlin's the two best of the series, just dogfighting every week, and it's really fun to see, and obviously Chastain, just, um, I don't know if he is capable of making a pass without hitting someone, I'm just not sure of it anymore. If he if he gets to the last lap of Talladega, I'm going to feel pretty good, but then yeah, after that, yeah. who, who knows? Yeah, well, uh, well, well, we'll have a lot of fun watching the colleague train. I'm sure Talladega this year coming up. That's like in two weeks, right? This is yeah, two weeks from. Oh man, uh, dude, we're getting close to Dega. I know. Didn't make Are it you I know. going? I am not. Yeah, decided against it. Plus, I have to work that Saturday at our game. Yeah. Uh, 
so I might miss the Saturday action, but I will try to follow along on my phone. And you're, you're damn sure I'm be watching that race on Sunday. But oh, I would so, do hope, yeah, that's the best race. <laughs> I do hope to be there in the spring um, as a kind of a, a makeup trip. Yeah, I, I, I usually go every fall, but now that I'm not graduating until May, anyways. Now, thank you, COVID. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I'll be able to experience it to the fullest of capacities <laughs> in the spring. For sure. Yeah. Hey, dude, we still got St. Pete at the end of the year. That's true, man. I'm excited. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, I mean, looking at the Bristol race for Xfinity, I mean, nothing else really going on too much there. I mean, we get, we get, we get the playoff uh, picture looking, looking solid. And, uh, mm-hmm. hey, shouts out to uh, Jeb Burton, the eight-car curse. It, it really might – this three races in a row now, it, it, it hasn't wrecked. I know. It's it, it's new record, I think. Yeah, this is, this is actually kind of remarkable. So good, good for them. Good for them. Okay, you want to talk some trucks? Yeah, let's talk about how we're old, Anthony. Just yeah, get down to we're, it. We're old. So, um, what was the last time a driver has won two races in the same day, Kevin? I can't really think off the top of my head. Kyle but, Busch uh, somewhere. There's got it's got to <laughs> be Kyle Busch somewhere. But Sam Mayer, eighteen year old Sam no, Mayer, seventeen, seventeen years old. He's not even eighteen yet. Yeah. Won Bristol twice in the same day in trucks, and then stepping right into the Arca race and pulling out a victory there uh just complete domination from him um in the arca race but the trucks i mean dude i i said it last week on the episode that doesn't exist sam Mayer is a guy that i've been <laughs> watching his career for the past two years he is an impressive young driver and i mean dude now he's a truck winner and i i'm not surprised him and zane smith are extremely talented young drivers and i think dale jr woke up on saturday just um, rubbing his hands together like an excitement, like I get to put this guy in the eight car next year, and it won't be cursed anymore. Like, I was, yeah, I was gonna say if he if he didn't walk into uh, Junior Motorsports HQ on Friday with just you know nothing but t shirt, jorts, and a cigar smoking, then he wasn't doing it right because yeah, the, oh, um, the Michael Jordan style, right? Like you, <laughs> nice. uh, just to to sign a guy to your car and then literally the next race he could run in wins and then the race after that wins as well happens to be on the same day like what a statement mm-hmm. um yeah he's one of those kids man like him and him and ty gids are right now the two in arca that i think we can yeah. for sure say are on the right path to make it to the cup series one day mm-hmm. i mean there's there's other drivers down there in arca um some are more controversial than others <laughs> right now what do you but, mean <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> hey as long as we don't take out 38 seconds of this podcast and we upload it we'll be fine anyways, guys don't worry i don't edit this podcast at all you guys know anyways that. Yeah, anyways great, great I will uh, say, run for sam there and it was like great run for gms i mean let's, yeah. let's just let's let's just give them all a pat on the back there because they led every lap of the truck race yeah and it, it it was a little weird though because it's the first playoff race for them Yet the playoff guys, I, I think there was, what, one in the top five? So I was watching the race, and it felt like there was, like, a twisted strategy play going on. And it completely fucked over the guys that qualified well, I feel <laughs> like. Because it definitely put, um, you know, Sam in position to win. But, I mean, Brett wasn't, like, too far off of it. Like, you know, he definitely had the best truck of the night, in my opinion. And I, I mean, he dominated there last year, if I recall correctly. Like Brad Moffat, borderline led most of the race. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at some point though, I feel like whatever those like crew chiefs are doing for the top teams, they completely 
mess things up for their drivers. I mean, like the top five, four of them were not in the playoffs. I mean, Tanner Gray with a career best third place. Shouts out Tanner. That's another guy, by the way, who was in the K&N series last year, um, who is in ARCA right now too, who I, I've been talking about. He's a really talented driver. And the fact that he's got more truck experience this year, I wouldn't be surprised if him, Ty, and and Sam are going to be battling it out for the next two years down there, really giving us a good show. And Derek Krause, too. I like him a lot. Um, I will never forget seeing Tanner Gray go up on two wheels almost into the grandstands at New Smyrna Speedway. Um, never Monday, forget. The Monday night of Speedweeks. That was fun. That was great. <laughs> I mean, dude, shouts out Parker Kligerman with a fourth-place finish. And Chandler Smith, the driver I've been very high on the last year, you know, going back to, uh, mm-hmm. I want to say Phoenix of last year when he finished third. You know, he's just been a really impressive driver. Um, you know, and then you look at the playoff guys. I mean, it sucks for Austin Hill having a great season and first race of the playoffs, just absolutely dismal 25th place finish. Yeah. I mean, at least he had down. those, the regular season championship bonus points to carry. Exactly, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't like his position going into the cutoff race at Talladega, especially where he is now. So hopefully he can win. Mm-hmm. For his for his sake at uh, Vegas or get a decent buffer because yeah. you know, once it gets a day, it's it's anyone's game. Mm-hmm. There's um you know it's definitely uh, shaping up though. There there is a lot of uh, interesting things to look at with the truck guys. I mean, we, if if we look at it now, like Tyler Ankrum is sitting a lot prettier than guys like uh, Zane Smith and Austin Hill, and that's you know if I was a betting man I wouldn't really bet on Ankrum to be a championship contender this year but I mean if, if he turns it on at the right time he is GMS so I mean it wouldn't surprise me really to see um those guys really getting their shit together and pulling off a nice run here late in the year so we'll see it's gonna be a lot of fun though yeah I'm excited I mean it's it's cool that pretty much every weekend going forward except for I want to say there's one weekend that's off but or Roval weekend, but it's yeah. a triple header for the top three series all of those weekends. So it's we're gonna see a lot of drama racing, these dude. next seven weeks. So it's it's gonna be a good time, dude. It's literally nonstop racing for the top three uh, series. That's a lot of fun coming yeah. up. So fun on a bun, fun on a bun. Um, yeah. anything else from this weekend? No, it was Indy. No Indy car. No, no, no Indy. No F one. It was a quiet week of racing. A, yeah, but, until we got to Monday. But Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. The Earth was shattered. Not it once. It was finally the Earth-shattering news. I think we've waited not two twice, years for, but three times. <laughs> so it was. I feel like we should just go chronologically. Um, okay, I, feel like that's I, the I best guess we'll way. go chronologically. So I wake up Monday morning, prepping for class, saying, "You know what? I'm excited for the week." Check Twitter, and there I see Ross Chastain of all people to the 42 car, which caught me off guard. I'm be honest. Like we, we, I think six months ago we would have said, "Yeah." Maybe to the one car. Convinced ourselves goes. because, yeah, I I think we've convinced ourselves that Ross Chastain just wasn't the right driver for the 42, even though the writing's been on the wall for like three years. I mean, we literally talked about it in our Richmond preview saying, I don't think Chastain gets that ride. He hasn't done enough. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Ganassi wanted to keep him down there for another year before, you know, moving to a, a new car and then a new car in 2022. And then Ganassi just gave a bit of middle finger to us if we're being completely yeah. honest by uh, announcing you know, Chastain. You know, I, I just find it funny that, you know, Ganassi would, would do this this year when Ross Chastain hasn't won a single race and Ganassi loves to spam my fucking timeline with I like winners. Uh, and he, he does. Mean, he when, do when be like the last winners. time Ross Chastain won a race? This uh, last calendar year. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know, man, but 
I mean, I will say this. Uh, we, we, we poop on Ross Chastain a lot. He is a damn good driver. He's just obviously oh, – yeah. he, he's racing in probably the best series of NASCAR right now with some of the drivers. And it, I, I would say better equipment than Colleague. No offense to Colleague. I mean, they're, they're basically like Richard Childress in Cup Series. Like, they'll compete, but they're not always going to be winning, and they'll get you on the restrictor place or something. I'd, maybe not the best comparison, I guess, but either way, it's like – Ross has definitely been there. Pocono, Bristol, Daytona, or just mm-hmm. a few races. He's been there at the end, really putting on a good show. So there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, Ross has obviously got to be over the moon that finally his chance to succeed in Cup is coming. And with the new car on its way in 2022, I mean, Ross is going to get, at least he has experience with this car, but now he's going to finally get a good car. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see to what the it. rebranding is also going to be with Ross. In the 42, because I have to imagine that they might stick with the Kenseth colors of the dark blue and black um, compared to the lighter Larson colors. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with uh, Ross. I mean, dude, they might even change the number. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Um, it, I know he's says, in the car. It says 42 for now, but when Tyler Reddick was originally signed to RCR and Cup, it said the 31, and then they changed that. So who, mm-hmm. whoever, or I guess Hemrick, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. The number change, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you never really know. Um, we'll see where where everything goes. But mm-hmm. can so I say this to... real quick? Yeah, go um, for before it. we move on to the next one. I will say um, this opens up potentially a spot at Colleague for next year, and I'm really, really hoping that you know they they take the chance and give AJ that full time ride in either the ten or they just keep him in the sixteen. Because I I mean I I just I'm pretty open. I love watching AJ race. <laughs> And who's to say that other college seat won't be open too? If Haley, yeah, we'll, we'll um, get to see what happens there because there's been rumors swirling around him. Yeah, so yeah, fun, fun morning for the NASCAR yeah, world. And just then this morning, the the afternoon gave us the the news that somehow NASCAR sounds like not officially confirmed yet, but it sounds like that we, as a collective fan base, somehow got Eddie Gossage to give up one of his point-paying races, opening the room at Texas Motor Speedway, but now the All-Star Race as a, uh, a little deal, but also opens room for the Cup Series to head to Circuit of the Americas. What I've been told is literally the nicest motorsports facility in the United States. Better than Indy, better than uh, Daytona, just of, of what it offers. I think just because it's newer than the other two, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see how they do it. Now, I think there are... there. I want your opinion on it, but what is your overall thoughts about going to Coda? Well, first of all, to backtrack or I guess to back up what you said, I haven't heard a single person say anything negative about Coda, especially with the facilities. It is wonderful there. So obviously, if that does come to fruition, I really hope it does. That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, second off, I've been very open. I, I think Texas Motor Speedway is just after the reconfiguration is an absolute disaster of a racetrack. And I don't care about the all-star race. I don't really think it's as prestigious as like, yeah, a million dollars is fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's like every year it feels like they needed a new gimmick at um, Charlotte. And then it kind of turned into an R and D race. And I wasn't really looking forward to it. Now with Texas getting this uh, all-star race, it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's not the best race in the world, but here gives you another opportunity to try some new shit. And, you know, I mean, I, a Texas, I grew up with Texas only having one date anyways, um, I guess for like two years until 2004. But mm-hmm. I mean, 
like, you know, it's not really a big deal. I know, obviously, it sucks for Eddie, who's just losing his absolute mind with this. But, I mean, dude, it, it might get the fans wanting it back at some point. You know how indecisive NASCAR fans are. My, in six years, what's going to happen? From what I'm seeing, I, I, I want to say I read that it's going to be in the... Uh... The it's more in the summer, and it's not going to be the weekend of Charlotte. Um, yeah, no, the, the Coke 600. So, well, that's that's a huge change, yeah. So, all. now that's more changes in the schedule that's <laughs> gonna happen, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm hoping it's a night race still, at least. You know, I, I do like Texas at night more than during the day, I will say. So, I hear it's going to be later in the summer, and what what I hear from that is there are two date options it's either run it alongside indycar weekend okay which i think is a real possibility because trucks run there um whatnot or yes do a a weeknight race yeah somewhere in the okay summer that that's that's the only thing i could think of i mean they have lights now once we get to the all-star race after we pick the date i think eddie gossage also has, has two options because you're not just going to run, like, you know, say, okay, we're running five stages, best average finish, line up for the last one, and 10 laps shoot out. I don't think that's going to work, because that's literally what we've had at Charlotte the last... We, we've seen that a couple times, and it just, it's it's meh, yeah. uh, to put it nicely. But, on almost an advantage Gossage has is, okay, this is brand new, it's not Charlotte, we can really, truly put this event to where we want this event for a long time. And his options are one run that bitches unrestricted. I don't know how we would convince NASCAR to do that. Um, But if he says, okay, we want to run this on our 1.5 mile figuration. So what we're going to do is take off the, the tapered spacers and we're going to run the 850 horsepower that these engines were built to run at. And let them loose. I feel like that would be really cool. It would it would be the fastest 1.5 mile track of the year. Um, assuming we go with down. the same package, yeah, we'll be going 210 into the corners again. Mm-hmm. Which is like, and I think then you can start experimenting with the formats. Like, okay, because tires will not last as long going those speeds, so you can make tires a factor Even and all with that stuff. The beautiful That's, glue surface. <laughs> That's where you can really experiment with it. The other option he has is say, okay, we're not even going to run the mile-and-a-half configuration. What we're going to do is either take them behind Big Haas, the big old TV, and run them at the dirt track. Oh, God. <laughs> or run the quarter-mile track on the front stretch. Well, let's not do the old dirt track. But then again, I guess <laughs> this depends on how, um, how much drinking Eddie decides to do from now until the All-Star race. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, this is going to be like... How crazy does old man Eddie really want to get? And it, obviously, if he wants to go insane, I mean, he could just he could run like a it make his own roval from now until until the race happens. Yeah. He'll figure something out to make this even crazier. And I mean, dude, whatever it takes to have a good race. If I'm I'm down for the unrestricted, that sounds like a lot of fun. But I mean, at the end of the day, it it, it still doesn't fix the fact that uh, Texas is still a stupid track right now. Or maybe even, and this is. I just came up with this, throwing it out there. But with okay. with NASCAR giving them an extra year to run, um, you know, the old car and also plan the new car. Who says that the next gen car doesn't debut 
at the All-Star Race at Texas Food Speedway mm. in 2021. That would be – I mean, I feel like that's a really good selling point, saying, okay, this is the that first chance selling point, you yeah. are getting to see it. It's a good preview of what's to come next year. And also, it's, okay, if this sucks, we have something to base it off of. Because at the end of the day, it's just the All-Star Race. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunities I can do with it. Um, it sounds like it'll be in the summer. Well, I was surprised, though. The biggest surprise that I've – read about the whole article that really no one has mentioned is Texas is giving up its spring date, not its fall date. Which, mm-hmm. So that means it'll stay in the playoffs. I'd assume so, but the the way that I'm thinking about this is the spring date literally is I think for a certain time was top three, if not the richest race of the year. Like, if you look it, at the it, entry the list... The is very high, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the entry list, the spring race always has a full entry list. Sometimes even people go home just because these, you know, one-off teams run it just for the purse money. Whereas the mm-hmm. fall race, obviously it's a playoff race, important, but in terms of what it means financially for the teams, it's not as big. So if we could go to Coda with IndyCar, and um, I know because they were scheduled to run, I want to say it was April, which well, is around would, the same time. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I would like to actually see the... Um... What is it? I don't know. My brain hurts. I would like to see a road course early in the season, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. If if Co- I mean, obviously, I love your idea of the full West Coast swing with Sonoma being mm-hmm. an earlier race, especially if it's green, a uh, green Sonoma. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you can even look at it this way. You could do the West Coast swing and then go to Texas after the West Coast swing, Dakota after Sonoma, so you just have another road course car instead of having oh, yeah. to, you know... That'd be awesome. But I know the road course car, road course cars, those things get destroyed because of bumps and curves. Yeah. Like, the transmissions are absolutely boof after Especially it, at right? Sonoma, yeah. Oh, Sonoma, are you kidding me? They're basically <laughs> in the air half the right. race. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of possibility. I, I am curious if they do run the full layout of Coda, because I know it's a huge fucking track. That's what I was wanted to bring up. So there are... Funny enough, if you have the F1, I only know two. Game, um, yeah, they have the it's the three point four mile one, which would make it, uh, let's say seventy lap race, something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's really not a lot of passing opportunities once you get to the the top of the little shark fin, what they like to mm-hmm. call it. Obviously, you have that one big long straightaway that you run down, but it's really hard to get a run on someone because the corner before it's such a a tight entry exit and even before that it's hard to get a run but there's yeah. the short version which is i want to say about robo length it's like yes. 2.3 miles or something mm-hmm. um so if you run that you get at least 100 laps of the race it makes if they want to keep stages and everything makes that a whole lot easier to mm-hmm. watch it leaves a lot more room for strategy and the fun parts of the track still exist like that huge run up going into turn one turning left, going downhill, you get to go through the S's, and then you turn, uh, kind of like cut through relatively halfway of the uh, the big straightaway they have there on the way back, and then you have the really fun part, which is usually Sector 3 and F1, which uh, I think turn 18 or 19 is like a triple apex. That's super fun to watch. And before mm-hmm. There's a lot of good racing that goes on during there. So I would hope that would be the answer. I know... If they run it with IndyCar, I don't see the two series running a different layout. Obviously, um, IndyCar is even iffy if they're going back there. So there's a lot they can do there. There's a lot of opportunities in the state of Texas for 2021 with racing. 
All right. Well, we'll get to, I guess, see how that works out in the future. That's going to mm-hmm. be, a, I, I'm definitely looking forward to um, figuring out, you know, getting a little more tidbits about it. But yeah, um, I guess we could move along to uh, the race this weekend in Vegas. Is there anything else you want to talk? Oh, wait, what, what am I saying? There's still one more news. Yeah, the, I forgot. The, the earth shattering of earth shattering news. Yeah, geez, um, I thought we were done there. No, yeah. So in case you have been living under a rock, um, check Twitter, first of all, and look up Michael Jordan NASCAR. Because now Michael Jordan, starting in 2021, is going to be a official team owner. Mm-hmm. And not of just any driver, of Bubba frickin' Wallace. I mean, how... <laughs> the, the opportunities that allow for that, the, not only the, the marketing of, you know, okay, now we have Michael Jordan as a team owner, but also just being at the track. I mean, you're... He he's gonna be at the track a bunch. Like he'll be at, yeah, for, oh, for sure. sure. Daytona five hundred. He'll be at the Charlotte races because you know he's located there with the Hornets and everything. And it's yeah, just gonna no, be weird seeing Carolina, so I mean... Michael Jordan of all people around the garage. All I'm saying is LeBron would never. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I will say though. I mean, dude, this is awesome to see. And I mean, he's teaming up with my favorite driver, Denny Hamlin to um, start this team up. So the rumors of Denny Hamlin's team coming to fruition seems to be true, but I don't think I expected, like, you know, Bubba Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> From what I heard, and we said it last week, it seemed like Bubba was going to the 96, and it was all but just signed at this point. Yeah, and every, now all of a sudden, every week Bubba's, it changed. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> now all of a sudden Bubba is going, I don't, I, I would assume, you know, this, it would he possibly be number 23. I, I would assume... That's probably the number that MJ is going to want, and if MJ wants it, MJ gets it. Um, yeah, I. You're not gonna. Whoever owns the 23, if it's not owned, it's it's gonna. Last time be. I saw the 23, it was Hut Strickland, and I know there's probably been other 23s. I, I know BK but, Racing had it. Um, oh, they don't matter. Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> they know. still owe millions of dollars. So <laughs> what's okay? So forgive my ignorance on this one. So I saw people say, if not 23, then 45. So Michael Jordan, when he came back in 1995 or 96, this is where we need Methy. Um, he after the Bulls, this was after he retired to go play baseball. Okay, okay. So he came back and for 17 games wore number 45. Okay. I don't 100. I'm still watching the documentary right now, and I'm getting to the point in that in the documentary where he retires the first time. Okay, but um, yeah, that I that caught me off guard because I saw people saying, but forty five would be sick, honestly. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, if if Petty is willing to let go of that, because obviously it was Adam and, and mm-hmm. Kyle's number for a while. Um, obviously, I have no um worries at all that this is probably gonna be one of the best looking cars in the field. You know, if Nike is working on designing it, Nike is going to do some absolute fire fucking schemes. I mean, this is going to be like the Oregon football team. On a NASCAR is what I'm hoping for with some really (laughs) interesting designs. They're going to catch the eye. I mean, who? Someone drives the Michael Jordan uh, Jumpman car in iRacing. It's not Conti. It's yeah. Someone does it for for someone does it. It looks really nice. I I, has have they talked about um uh the what's the word I'm looking for manufacturer? Is it going to be Toyota? I okay. So number sponsors. Team, you know, manufacturer all up in the air, but I would be blown away if it was not a Toyota. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I, if I were to assume would, Toyota, like Mike, can definitely, you know, 
foot the bill a little bit. Oh, yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, maybe avoid going down the Joe Gibbs um, funding route for, for right now. Trying to get Toyota back into the sport. What I think will happen. So, first of all, we should say that while the news is super positive, it does kind of bring – it does kind of come on a sad note because it does mean the unfortunate death of uh, Germain Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assume for, that they were going to be getting their charter. Yeah, so, that I mean, that sucks for a team that's been mm-hmm. in the sport for – it seems like most of the time I've been watching it. and Truck champion they, twice. I mean, two-time stage winner. <laughs> two-time stage winner, Ty Dillon. I don't even remember yeah. if Casey Mears had any, but I, I doubt it. So I don't know what the what the hell is going to happen with all of that, I know. Um, but I would assume. Well, you got to first ask, okay, why twenty twenty one? Obviously, it works with the whole Bubba situation. He brings a lot of sponsorship, but also, if you think about it, Levine Family Racing, their closing shop, all their equipment's probably just going to get reallocated to um, Gibbs. Jordan's team. Yeah. I, I I I would be shocked if they weren't Toyota. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. No, maybe it, Chevy. It, 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 it does make sense. I would say Chevy for one year and then maybe move to Toyota just because you have also Jermaine's equipment, which yeah, might be I, better than like Levine family racing's equipment. I think Jermaine's equipment's just going to go back to RCR or if well, not, they'll, yeah. they'll loan it to Spire or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're just <laughs> eating cars left and right. Yeah. Um, so. I will say, ah, what was I going to, um, Oh, well, I think now we kind of see where Geico is probably going to be going next year. I, I know it hasn't been announced, but I, I know that Denny Hamlin's potential team was up in the air for signing Geico. And I think it would be almost foolish for Geico not to try and team up with Michael Jordan. Because I don't think Michael does any insurance commercials or anything like that. Or he's not like like with a specific brand, right? Honestly, I don't know and also i didn't hear about geico moving i thought they were just not gonna sponsor a team well there was that rumor but i saw like two weeks ago they said it was between um denny hamlin's team justin mark's team which i'm at this point i'm waiting for that announcement or i mean god willing that the money team oh god (laughs) yeah (laughs) that'd be fun um yeah there was also like rumors of gaunt brothers if like bubba went there i now I think that we'll, we'll get to see what the sponsors that Bubba does have, what they're willing to do, and if I mean, dude, if we had Nike car, like I said, right. it's going to look sick. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a sponsor wanting to tiptoe your way into to NASCAR, really don't want to you know full send season long sponsorship, but just kind of think about the value you're getting for your investment. I mean, there is no better team that you can invest for going into next year than Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace with freaking Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, gosh. <laughs> He's going to be getting the damn exposure. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it, it would be cool if they did go to Toyota because I know Bubba did start out with them way back. So it'd be, it'd be a cool mm-hmm. return for him. Yeah, nice little comeback story. I do appreciate that always. Um, what was I, say? I, 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 I will say I think the Hornets are, uh, are dead now. Yeah, I was going to say he... He's not um, going to be focusing on basketball as much. He is not, yeah. Not like and... the Hornets were setting the world on fire, but I mean... If Michael wanted to sell that team and maybe buy one that's more competent, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. So good for Bubba. It does leave a lot of silly season questions now. Um, after everything Monday with the forty-two car as well. Um, where does Eric Jones go? Uh, mm-hmm. The forty-eight is still a thing. Um, yeah, we, we have questions with with the thirty-two, with the yeah. fourteen. 
what's Briscoe? Is Larson going to get reinstated? Yeah. Is Cindric going to move to the 21? Is Benedetto out of a ride again? Where's Suarez going since he's not in the 96? Right. There's still a lot of questions that need to be answered, and I'm sure we'll get more as we continue to probe it. But until then, we have a race this weekend. We have a lot of races this weekend. Yeah, we have F1 back finally after a... Uh, I, I say Where finally. Where's F1 going? I, I, it's, I feel like we've been so spoiled. We've had three triple headers this season. So since the F1 season started, we've only had, uh, I guess now three off weeks, but two before that. And <laughs> it's, it's been nice to just wake up on a Sunday morning at 9 yeah, o'clock. Right? And this weekend's a little bit earlier. It's 7 o'clock Sunday morning, Eastern time in, uh, in Russia. Oh, but the fans are going to be back for the first time in. I mean, they were at Mugello, but in like yeah, two kilometer capacity. They're having mm-hmm. at least, I want to say, ten or twenty k in Russia, which is there very is really no cool. There is no coronavirus in Russia. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> Hopefully, the drivers and teams get really separated. <laughs> yeah, don't um, don't don't let the fans <laughs> be sneezing onto your head coach or anything. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how that all goes, um, and then it's going to be. A fun weekend for NASCAR because we have all three series in Vegas, mm-hmm. including Sunday night going along with Sunday night football, Sunday night NASCAR. Um, mm-hmm. And what I've, I'm looking forward to as the one of the most iconic races of the playoffs upcoming, just because, you know, we have Talladega, the Roval, and this round, and everyone's okay, those are the wild cards. But in that nature, it makes Vegas a wild card too because people are just going to be like, we don't want to go into either of those other races. With any worries. So you know drivers mm-hmm. are going to be pushing balls to the wall. There's going to be mistakes made. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing who has the advantage in Vegas. Because I feel like, a, once again, a driver like Austin Dillon, he made Darlington count for him and yeah. almost won it. So, I mean, if Austin Dillon knows, hey, I still don't have playoff points, I am in trouble. He's a driver that, you know, if, he, if the consistency can continue – He's on fire right now. And I want to say another driver to watch for this weekend is Eric Almirola. Obviously, he has a victory at Talladega, but he has also looked very well in the past at um, Vegas. So it would not surprise me if we see Eric Almirola running really well on Sunday night. Yeah, Bowman, too, keep an eye on because he almost won that race there in the spring. And those are all three guys who are need not safe. Really, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they need to get it going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, questions that are going to be answered this weekend, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, so I guess I will just start by saying once again, I, since I've been moving and um, you know packing and unpacking, I have had little to no time to really take care of podcasting stuff. So our picks are um, a mess still. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out eventually. I'll, 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 I'll get them uploaded to Twitter. and You guys can see how your favorite podcasters in the world are doing in our fake little <laughs> fantasy thing. But, of course, as always, we pick a favorite Dark Horse and Sleeper. And it's me and Kevin this week. I will get Alex and Methy's picks. And hopefully this time, now that I'm settled in, I'll be able to post everything to Twitter this week. So keep an eye out on our Twitter for that. But, Kevin, let's get your Dark Horse pick. My dark horse for this weekend. <sighs> Can I count Reddick? Yeah, he's he's still not, you know. He's he's still not a playoff driver. Alright, great. Um Okay, wow. Hold Can on. I have Cole Custer back? Huge I, I know we're we're not in it, but I just I literally just refreshed it on Twitter. Adam Sternbaum. Um Right now? Right now. F one 
CEO Chase Carey is going to be replaced by Stefano Dominicali, who is the that was a really good perform. That was a really good attempt, Stefano Dominicali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's huge, man. I'm gonna text our F1 guy Jordan Pont, who needs to come on this podcast sooner than later to uh, <laughs> check that. That's... I'll just I'll just text it to him. Wow, that's some wow. news out of nowhere. It's not really a stern bomb though. That's more of a stern stern uh stern grenade i feel like that's a lot bigger than where you're you're thinking right now no it, it probably is really big i'm not really you know I'm, wow. I'll, I'll get i'll get jordan's take on it because he's he, he follows that a lot more that'd be like um, if, if someone was announced to be replacing jim france tomorrow he just gave me eyes emoji <laughs> he's he's interested okay so anyways going back to our pick so you picked reddick um i'm yeah, gonna Skyler go with ryan newman I'm going to go with Ryan Newman. Oh, Give me the okay. Rockets. Because this is his first race back to Vegas. Um, That's true. Since his yeah. accident, because he didn't get to race um, in the spring, obviously. He only missed like three races. You know, just a casual head injury. Race car to the head. You casual. Know, yeah. Easy to recover from. Brett Moffitt didn't even miss a single race from breaking both legs. I mean, you know, it's injuries are nothing this year. So, I will say, um, I, I would like to see Newman do well. I think if he can get top 15, because I don't really count on any outside drivers playing as much of a role here as they would, say, Roval or yeah. Talladega. So, I'm, I'm hoping for a good f- top 15 out of Newman, especially, you know, I, I, I wonder what's up with him coming going in next season. I think he is re-signed, but it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Newman does um, decide this is, you know, it for him. I know that's out of left field. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rocket doing well. So, uh, give me your sleeper, Kevin. My sleeper for this week is going to be a name we mentioned earlier, Alex Bowman. I think his, his run at, uh, Vegas earlier this season was phenomenal. Almost won Mm -hmm. it. And then he, that team's actually been running a lot better lately. I know they haven't had the wins or the playoff points, but for, uh, especially Bowman, because he hates Richmond and he got a top 10 there. And I want to say he was running pretty good at Bristol. So hopefully they can. Keep the good momentum going. Um, he, he's a guy that I I don't think will win the championship, but if he does somehow make it to Phoenix, man, watch out. Yeah, no, exactly. Phoenix has been a track to circle Bowman at since ever since he made his debut in the 88 there. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go with a driver that's been eliminated. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney this weekend. The Revenge Tour? Super. The Revenge Tour is okay. on. I mean, dude, Blaney... Just has to now show that, hey, I am competent. Please do not fire me in a year for um, <laughs> for Cindric or just continue moving me backwards. I, I, He has potential. And, I mean, dude, if he can get his first two-win season in, in his career, I think that's a good good stepping stone there. So yeah. look for Ryan Blaney to get his fifth career win this weekend. Okay. Or at least a top ten. <laughs> All right. And then my favorite for this weekend... <sighs> Um, damn. I don't want to pick the the obvious choice here. Okay, I really don't. Um, I'm a Kozlowski. Okay, I I thought he usually runs good at Vegas. Um, he he hasn't been he hasn't been as good at the 550 horsepower track. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know what you're doing picking at a 550 horsepower track. Going into next round, if he really does want to make it to Phoenix, obviously he does, but. No, um, he doesn't want to. What are you talking about? No one wants. <laughs> even to if he's going him. to, he's going to need to run better on these mile and a half tracks, just because they have Kansas and Texas mm-hmm. in the round of eight. So it's 
a good experimental weekend, I guess, for them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're not locked in by any means, but they can try something if, if it works, man. Who knows? Yeah, if it works. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play it safe and say Kevin Harvey gets win number 10 on the season here. You bitch. I just, listen, I'm a bitch that wants to win the championship. I have no idea what my points are, but I have to say that I picked two drivers to be eliminated in the um, last round that did not. So I need, to, I need to play it smart and play it safe. And picking Kevin Harvick as my favorite is a damn good way to guarantee I'm getting at least 20 points there. Fair. Yeah, so um, we'll get Alex and Methy's picks eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say about that. We'll, we'll get them back on the podcast soon. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, I'm settled in. I'm, I'm starting to figure things out. So I think that we'll... Uh, We'll get things going, but uh, let's uh, let's round out the field, Kevin. Can we uh, before we round out the field? Can we get a? Are we expecting an apartment tour from you on uh, any social media platforms? So I might be doing this thing um, with my buddy, um, our good friends over at the Geek Peak Podcast. Make sure to check them out. Um, I might be start starting a vlog. I might Ooh, be vlogging. I know how disgusting is that? That'd be cool. I mean, you know, he wants to do a vlog of us going to um, uh, Bush Gardens for Hollis Scream. We're going to have our quarantine very safe vlog. <laughs> We're just going to wear masks and you, everything is muffled. But, you know, with that, if he, if, I, if he does that and I actually do enjoy vlogging with him on that, you know, obviously that'll be like a little joint thing. And he wants us to come on his podcast. And vice versa, him coming on ours. I don't know what they're going to talk about when they're yeah. here. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so what do you think about cars going in circles? But I will say um, the apartment tour is going to come up, and I will post it on Twitter once everything is set up. Um, right now I'm sitting in my office, actually. This is the room that echoes the least. Oh, um, nice. it, it's actually nice. I brought a lot of NASCAR memorabilia with me. Um, old, my old little um, cars I used to race with when I was like 6 to 10 years old all in a box and i'm gonna put Aww. them on a shelf i have those <laughs> dude I, they're so beat to shit i have a richard petty from the 80s that is just a couple of little blue streaks on it that's it and the only reason i know it's richard petty is because there's an stp logo on it nice um i got like a couple of i think the last one i bought was a car of tomorrow in 2009 for junior and harvick when harvick had the pennzoil car still so okay that was like, I haven't bought a diecast in a couple of years. And I, I thought to myself, well, you know, the podcast is going well. Things are going well. I think I'm going to make, do something I said I'd never do. And I think I'm going to buy a, a, a diecast. And I think it's going to be, the first two I buy are going to be a Brandon Jones race one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm going to buy the diecast, if they do make it, of the NASCAR that our podcast is on, of Ryan Vargas's Darlington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and well, if they if I don't see the LTL in there, you you're damn you, you know damn well I'm gonna get a knife and Dang scrape it, it in, <laughs> and <grade laughs> absolutely it. destroy it. But Custom yeah, no, made. I have my Ward Burton um, Race One Daytona 500 uh, 2002 car, which is kind of my little prized possession, along with a little uh, poster of him. So I'm gonna make this room a nice little office with a little NASCAR shrine in the corner. So it's going to be pretty cool. And, you know, eventually when we start doing video recordings, I'll be able to record with that in the background. It's going to look great. Now it's it's your turn, Kevin. Yeah, I got to get on it. (laughs) I'm not afraid to really, like, show, like, a little bit more of my nerd or nerd-based NASCAR love now that I have my own place. It is really cool here, though, Kevin. I'm hoping that you do get to come visit soon. 
I will try to be down there for the St. Pete Grand Prix. For sure, for sure. So, anyways, rounding out the field. Um... Yeah, rounding out the field. Some news out of Charlotte. It looks like they are going to be able to have some fans. Not as many as we were hoping for, but they oh, just so said... are moving in the right direction. Yeah, they said today that Charlotte, um, or I guess all North Carolina, so I'm assuming this would apply to the Panthers as well and all the college football stadiums up there that they can run at for some reason it kind of seems they pulled this number out of their ass but seven (laughs) percent capacity i don't know why seven not 20 not 10 anyways um, yeah yeah so they're expecting about i want to say it said six thousand fans plus christian espinoza um (laughs) well about 15 he fits in his apartment yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 so hopefully that all goes well because that's going to be a fun weekend, like we've said. Not only with Cup Xfinity, mm-hmm. but also IMSA is going to be there. Can't so hopefully, wait for the IMSA. hopefully they'll allow fans on that Saturday as well as Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, I know a couple of people that live in the Charlotte area that are desperately trying to see the IMSA race um, mm-hmm. more than the NASCAR race itself. So right. I'm that's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, I don't know if this is really news, but the Cup cars will run a different right side tire than Xfinity and Truck, and different than February. Um, I don't really like. Interesting. I, 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 I mean, maybe you understand if that, I, that being a big deal, but usually they they change the tire compound if the race before wasn't that good. But I thought the Vegas Spring Race was pretty good. Yeah, I, I felt like that was pretty solid too. But I guess they were worried about the random, um, blown tires at the end of the race. But uh, I mean, I mean that was just Ross Chastain um, right. <laughs> scratching an inch. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Also, running out the field, we have. A rumor out of Bristol mm-hmm. uh, saying that NASCAR, Speedway, Motorsports, and under other industry stakeholders are discussing the possibility of running a dirt track race at Bristol in the coming years. Okay, so um, this is going to sound stupid as hell, but don't they do that already? Or is that just well, in the video games? They're talking about for NASCAR. Oh, oh. But they do put dirt on Bristol and like have like modifieds run on there, or is that really yeah? Just they did it. Games only? They did it with the World of Outlaws back in two thousand and two thousand and one. So hopefully that we could get a good crossover that would uh, be between an those absolute series. Absolute shit show, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know Larson. Um, if he didn't ask for reinstatement already, the the moment that news comes out, he, your boy's going to be in there. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be the favorite to win that yeah. one. Absolutely, hands down. It's uh, yeah, we'll. I, I don't he doesn't know how, wreck himself. Obviously, they're not going to replace the night race. They know the night race is their moneymaker. Um, the spring race well, there, does... Well, there's your all-star race. Yeah, it could be. If Texas doesn't get to keep it, I would not be surprised to see them get to that as an all-star race. That would be an awesome event. Um, that Yeah, the spring race, like we said, it gets maybe 25% capacity on a good day. Like, honestly, the crowd, not to... Not to rag on anyone who works at bristol or anything but the the spring race last year with it being run on schedule and everything i assume i think i think it was on schedule anyways it looked like this year's night race under a pandemic had more people Mm -hmm. it's just i like there's not much they can do with that weekend um because it's you can't just make it another night race because then the bristol night race loses yeah you can't make it a shorter race because I feel like, or a longer race or whatever. You can't. No. I don't know what you would do. So well, if they, if they do run a dirt track race, I don't see what they have to lose. I'm really not to be opposed honest. to them just kind of getting rid of some of the seats there, but at the same time, then it Bristol loses its 
its look, and then you can't have that happen either. Yeah, I mean Bristol, but one hundred sixty thousand people expecting that every year was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Was uh, contentious? I don't know, that's not the word. <laughs> optimistic, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was obvious yeah. to get Bruton Smith in the 90s to think that was forever going to happen. Or maybe- Here's how you get more people <laughs> to go to Bristol. Just make the seats really fucking cheap, and then a lot more people will go. Yeah, I know. I saw that uh, for the Turkish Grand Prix in November. Uh, I, yes, that's I, happening. It almost doesn't seem like this is real, but I saw someone say it on the subreddit, and I'm pretty sure I checked out a website, and they also confirmed it. They are literally selling $4 tickets to that race. <laughs> Which now, is, is that for US dollars or for Turkish dollars? Because we don't I think I don't it like equates to US dollars or something. Oh but Lord. basically they're saying we want to pack this bitch to the top, so we're selling four dollars. And they're they're expecting a hundred thousand people. And I'm like, of course. how the hell are you gonna do that with corona going on? But yeah. Corona um, doesn't exist in Turkey. Evidently not. It's yeah, that's, we'll, that's we'll, gonna be we'll see how that all goes. Oh um, man, there's <laughs> not even like any Turkish drivers in the field. They're just crazy about their F one. Mm-hmm. God bless. Um, well, I think we kind of alluded to it, but um, Haley Deegan and uh, her father Brian made some questionable uh, comments on their podcast, and then decided to do a ninja edit of 38 seconds off of it. After basically Haley Deegan decided to cough that um, coronavirus is a hoax. So, man, it it sucks. I guess uh, I I guess our love for Haley Deegan is at least evaporating a little bit here. I mean, it sounds like they're all good to go to Turkey and watch the F1 race. Yeah, coronavirus doesn't exist there, right? I will say, like, you know, people can absolutely have whatever opinion they want. But I saw one guy on Twitter just being like, why are we all, like, like crucifying her for a difference in opinion? Den- debating Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are the best drivers in 2020 is a difference <laughs> of opinion. Yeah. Saying that a pandemic is absolutely fake and a hoax is not a difference of opinion. That's spreading ignorance. Yeah, I don't... and I mean, I, I I'm not gonna say that. Oh, fuck her, fuck the Deegans. Like, oh, I'm not gonna root for him anymore. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just not gonna probably buy any Haley Deegan merch now. <laughs> Pretty much, I, that that's that's all that happened there. My opinion is, if you have a platform like she does, and I get she's young, she's learning. I think it has a we, lot to do with her dad. We all have made mistakes in our lives. Mm-hmm. And said we all make mistakes in the heat of passion, Jimbo. Great, thank you. Um, I yeah, it's just it's not a good look. That's about the only way you can say it. I guess Mm -hmm. they. I mean, they backtracked on it. Good for them, I guess. But once it's said, it's said. It's not (laughs) like there. It's not like it was a live recording. Like they 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 said it. Had time to think about it. Said you know what? This is good enough to post. And then later, removed it, edited it. So I don't know. It's uh. A big yikes. Um, I mean, that's that's part of learning. And you can say whatever you want about the coronavirus. It's degree of effectiveness. And do we really need to be shutting down the entire country? You can make that argument. Um, yeah. But to say it's a, a hoax is just, that's cap. Yeah. That's it's cap. just like, you know, the, the whole scrubbing thing is just like when I scrub 38 seconds off the Back to reality, um, mistakes do happen during recording podcasts. And when it's live, it's it's hard to correct it. But when you can have the time to edit it out, fix your mistakes, and you don't, 
it's a bad look. And even, I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to put Haley Deegan on the cancellation sheet, which came up with it to Tampa with me, by the way. Um, nice. it's not, no, she's I don't, not going I mean, she's... on the cancellation sheet. She's, she's got her warning. I think Brian Deegan is probably more of the problem here than she is. I feel like that's a fair assessment. You know, when you're raised by basically a teenager and, uh, you know, you, you get, you get, you get kind of, he, he is a character and a half. And I don't know if you ever listened <laughs> to their podcast before, but I mean, it's no real surprise. Um, yeah. some of the things that does get said there. So regardless, I guess, you know, like I said, I'm probably just not buying a Haley Deegan shirt in, <laughs> in a minute. So not, not like I probably was anyways, but, um, you know, I'm 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 waiting to see if if I, I will say if she is going to do the race this weekend or at least in the near future. Because like I said last week on the episode that doesn't exist, she has to make her um, debut sooner than later. Um, oh, for trucks! For trucks, if she wants to do full time next year. Yeah, I don't. Because uh, hang on, I'm looking at the entry list right now, and um, it was rumored that it would be the night. No, the. 17? 17 and Dylan Lupton's in the 17 this weekend which I don't remember the last time I heard he's Dylan in the Lupton's 17 thing. for a couple of races too yeah so that, so that knocks I, out a couple of races mm-hmm, they're running a little bit of that time there Jesse Jesse Uji is going to be in the race this weekend so nice joy <laughs> <laughs> well I wonder it's going to be a nice uh, battle for last place between uh, Tim Vane's uh, Jesse Uji and, and Ray Cicerelli <laughs> for sure um yeah. All right, last thing to round oh, up. Oh, yo, 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 dude, Connor oh. Daly's racing in the trucks this weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah, shit, dude. We even, dude, and Travis Pastrana. Oh, hell yeah. Holy Good shit. for Vegas. Okay. Dude, Vegas is going to have a little bit of fun. Chase Purdy in the 24. So look for nice. that truck. So unless I'm missing any other big news, I do want to get There a- was the 24 Hours of Le Mans this weekend. Did you watch oh, it all? Oh, yeah. I watched five minutes of it. That's a thing. Congrats to, I'm assuming, Toyota. Uh, let me check. Twenty twenty. I know Toyota um, dominated. Overall that winner race. was Toyota Gazoo Racing yep, with uh, yep. Sebastian Boomy. Well, that's a name I haven't heard in a minute. Brandon Hartley. Hey. That's also a name I haven't heard in a minute. And <laughs> Kazuki oh, yeah. Jima. That's a name I am familiar cool. with. They ran three hundred eighty-seven laps around Ooh. Le Mans. They won by five laps. Sheesh. Burn, that was an LMP1 class, and LMP2 was won by Phil Hansen, Felipe Albuquerque, and Paul DeResta. That is a name I'm very, very familiar with. A race I do um, want to knock off my bucket list at some point. Not just because... I think 24 Hours of Daytona is probably easier for us to do, though. I mean, I've already done I that. am going to try and do that next year. But well, I, you've already done it, but... Yeah. Lamar is... Cool, though, in that, like... like the 24 hours they tell me yeah. it's great, but like the track itself is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's but like it's Circuit de la Sark, I think it's what it's called for the the Lamar race. Yeah. I think. Um, like the that bitch is packed to the top, and it's like like they're all 24. Don't get me wrong, fun fun event and had a blast working it, but like in terms of the amount of people that are there, it does not compare to the 24 hours of Le Mans. I mean, Le Mans is literally on the triple crown of motorsport accomplishments with the Indy 500 and the Monaco Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. At least that's the general that's, consensus. That's so it's, consensus. Yeah. yeah, so that's, I mean, I would love to check that event out. Also, what I was trying to get to before, you know, completely forgetting that we had a triple crown race this week. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the GOAT himself, Brad Smith, 
number 48 in ARCA got his first ever top 10 this weekend. So I just want to give no a massive, way. massive shout out to him. That interview, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. He was just I did so not humble, know. humble with it. It, it. He's an older guy. Um, just yeah, no, he's been, awesome. he's been racing forever. That's Hell his yeah. first ever top 10. Yeah. Oh my God, you are right. He has been so racing cool. since 1988 in ARCA, Sheesh. and it's been very one-off. But from 2002 to 2011, he basically did almost every single race. And oh, I can't <laughs> believe it. it, dude. Hey, guys, if this means anything, always keep following your dreams, no matter how stupid it is. Oh, yeah. You might just get that one top ten one day. I mean, that's dude, awesome. That's some JD McDuffie type shit. Get right? To, get I it know. down there. Unlike that. That's so. Shout out Brad Smith. And with that. I think that's a really good place to end this episode. Yeah, I think that's a really positive way to end it. Um, So so we will try to get that Richmond uh, episode out as well. It's going to be up. It's going to be up before this one comes out. So just, you know, if if you accidentally click listen to that one first, you've already made it to this one. I mean, congrats. Thank you for the listens and the clicks. (laughs) Um, You know, it does a lot good for us. You know, the Preston Partis episode did really well. So um, I will say just... um, you know, make sure to check out Stadium Scene TV. They're our partners. Um, you know, if you're uploading podcasts a week late or videos, you know, they'll help get you that viewership so you don't miss out on any of those clicks. Um, best of all, they have a wonderful MVP network for um, creators to help spread uh, their name out there. And you get opportunities to potentially go on to other shows, too, with their... Um, with, uh, they have a new system that they're doing. I'm actually going to utilize it uh, in the upcoming weeks just so I can not sit in my apartment bored all day. Um, Sweet. Yeah, I get to go on other shows now. <laughs> I'm going to leave you. Um, yeah, and just make sure to check them out for um, podcasts, blogs, and videos of your favorite content creators, especially now that we got the MLB postseason, ML, uh, NBA postseason, uh, NHL Stanley Cups. Go uh, Bolts, baby. Go Bolts, go Bolts. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast uh, for updates and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes or get confused when they don't get uploaded. But <laughs> until next week, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Thanks, guys, for listening so much. And we will see you again for our Talladega preview. Woo! Can't wait, dude. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Harry Labonte has become the 1996 NASCAR Winston Cup champion. Terry Labonte NASCAR champion. Terry Labonte NASCAR champion. Terry Labonte NASCAR champion. Hook to it and just jerk it off. Terry Labonte NASCAR champion. Terry Labonte NASCAR champion. Terry Labonte.